He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Pierre Hood on Shome 97.7. Good morning, Pierre Hood. How are you? Good morning, Sharon Highland. How are you today? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you very much. It's nice to talk to you. Now, did you? Th- it's likewise, Sharon. But uh, did you think in in your wildest uh, dreams that w- you and I would be talking hockey on Friday, June 18th <laughs> at 8:20, and talking about the Habs still alive in the, the Stanley Cup hunt? Oh my gosh, that's a dream come true for Habs fans. We're three and four tonight, right? What well, starts tonight? Uh, semifinal fun, and uh, not the same amount of people that were in. Um, uh, on Vegas. Vegas, but, but uh, you know what? I don't think we need that. With 3,500 spectators in the building tonight, I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be good, too. And I think that, uh, you know, there's 3,500 uh, fans can be very loud. You know, the, you know the drill in Montreal, Sharon, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we may not have Le Cirque du Soleil to, to enhance the show to start with. Uh, and we may not have the belly dancers and whatever the, you call them. <laughs> the day's still uh, early, though, Pierre. There's still time to get them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it may not be the tradition in, in the Habs Temple, right? No, that's true. Uh, Ginette Renault is more the tradition exactly. in the Habs environment, and, uh, and I think it's just fine like that. Uh, you know, to each his own identity. Uh, now it's it's interesting to speculate uh, who will sing the anthem and what will be the uh, what will be the the creative approach uh, for tonight's game. Uh, we'll see, and that's always uh, interesting to uh, you know to get the surprise. The bottom line, Sharon, this is game number three uh, of this series. Uh, I, all the signs point to a long, harsh, heavily fight series. But uh, most observers will tell you that uh, game number three could be the pivot of any series. So Ooh, yeah. the, so regardless of the, the number of fans, regardless where the, the, the game is played, regardless of who sings the anthem, the bottom line is this is a kind of a some, some sort of a must-win situation for both teams tonight. You want to gain momentum. Uh, you want to keep going on momentum side or you want to gain momentum from the Vegas side. I can tell you this from a non-scientific perspective that I'm not going to wear my jersey tonight because they don't win when I do. Oh, I see. Well, so, that's, that's another interesting perspective. I mean, I know what I have to do. Oh, okay. Well, is that a secret or can you share? Well, it's well. what I have to do is not wear my jersey. That's all. Oh, not wear the jersey. So, so any, anything else, right? Well, that and I can't pay too close attention to the game. I have to sort of be in and out because if I play too, if I pay too close, that's they also don't do great. So I mean, I know what my role is. Gee, that's not, that's that's that doesn't sound like much fun though. Well, it's an exercise. Oh, okay. So don't wear the jersey. Don't watch the game. Uh, don't read the, the uh, don't read your uh, your 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 uh, push on your phone. Yeah, don't exactly. read your yeah. Okay. Don't listen to radio. All right. Well. Listen, it's a different kind of fan, but uh, hey, a fan is a fan, right? <laughs> exactly. You know what, though? When I was watching the other night and the shot went in on Jeff Petrie and his eyes, I legit thought there was something wrong with my TV. And I rewound for a second. I'm like, what's going on with this poor guy's eyes? Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, it's still a little bit uh, confusing. Uh, it is related to medication that he had to take uh, in order to um, to heal uh, his uh, his. Uh, It's broken fingers, uh, and uh, the result was uh, uh, was uh, bloody eyes, basically. 
Uh, and uh, it's funny because he, he, to he told a story yesterday about the fact that uh, his wife actually warned the kids that, uh, you know, when you'll see daddy tonight, daddy may look a little bit different. So they decided to play a game at home and they decided to play that daddy would play the villain and uh, that the kids and the kids would play the superheroes. So that's that's how they got to uh, this role playing. This is how they got the kids not to be too too scared about daddy. Oh, that, good. I, I th yeah, I thought that was a cute story that, that he shared yesterday. The bottom line, Sharon, is that uh, Jeff Petrie's come back. Uh, you know, he may not have been 100 percent the other night, but Jeff Petrie back in the lineup was a huge factor uh, in the Habs tying that series and taking a, a and, and taking a three nothing game uh, lead in the game. Uh, it's uh, I mean, he he has his own value on the ice, but he also has this domino effect on the other players, and especially the other defensemen. And everything falls into place much better when he is in the lineup. So, regardless of his uh, of his level of uh, of potential, is it a hundred percent? Is it ninety percent? Uh, it's still good enough uh, for him uh, and for the team to for him to make a difference. Well, it's pretty incredible, and hopefully the uh, bad guy approach will work, you know, uh, yeah. contre les autres, you know, like against the other guys when he's playing tonight. Hopefully it freaks them out, too. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, he's got, he's got talent enough uh, to scare other opponents as well, regardless of bloody eyes or not. Yeah, no <laughs> so, kidding. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? The the best part about uh, the team, I think, or any team, is when your coach has confidence in you, you know, like when they when they motivate properly and, and uh, Coach Ducharme is, uh, is on board, right? Yeah, well, we know that in radio, right? We need to have yeah. management and program director support and, 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 and faith and, and confidence. And I think that Dominique Ducharme uh, has done and has said especially the right things yesterday. Uh, you know, you don't want to go too far uh, in, in praises and you don't want to say too much and you don't want to, to open the door for the opponent, for the opposing team uh, to, you know, to sort of chew on one of your comments. So it's a very fine line when you when you have to talk to the media uh, during the playoffs. And I think that Dominique Ducharme has done it very well yesterday. I think that he said the right things, and especially uh, the uh, the cool and calm and serene uh, tone of his of his comments uh, when he talked about uh, being where he likes to be. After the first two games, which is one win in Vegas, uh, heavily based on uh, the, on every single player's contribution, I think was the was the right choice of words, and I think that uh, you can feel now that this team uh, is is not only bond together on the players' front, but also from coaching staff to players. Um, and you know who else is uh, pleasant to watch uh, with the press with a, an occasional smile is Carey Price. Yeah, or or, nice. or a wink, or a wink, right? That was fun too to see that. <laughs> I did catch that wink. Um, uh, but you're, you're thinking he's got a bit more of extra motivation tonight. How about uh, being ranked number three by his peers? Wow. Oh wow. So um, it's it's an interesting poll that actually was made public, uh, and they do that once a year. The NHL Players Association poll their players on various fronts. And some of them are actually funny, and we'll touch one of them at the end of our conversation this morning. But uh, Carey Price actually was ranked number three as the most difficult goalie to score against. Wow. 
Andre Vasilevsky from uh, Tampa is ranked number one. He's still playing. He won last night, as a matter of fact, uh, against the Islanders. Marc-Andre Fleury from Vegas. Wow, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Carey Price's rival is ranked number two. Hmm. And Carey Price is ranked number three behind Marc-Andre Fleury. So that's my uh, little point this morning I wanted to make. Uh, I don't think he he doesn't. I, I don't think he needs more extra motivation, Sharon. He obviously is on top of his game and on top of motivation where he is right now. But let's let's play the role. Let's play that role of us observers and say that uh, that could be a little extra boost when he faces Fleury tonight at the Bell Center. Well, go Habs, go on that. Hey Pierre, what's the word on the uh, French Grand Prix? Well, the French Grand Prix uh, is on. Uh, how about 15,000 spectators with masks? Ooh. That's not bad. That, that, no. that's, about, uh, that's about one quarter the, uh, the usual fan base over there. So you see the rest of the world is also uh, slowly, gradually coming back to a normalcy. Uh, so it's interesting to, see, uh, the, um, interesting to see the Mercedes back on top this morning. Uh, Valtteri Bottas has the best time in the morning session. Lewis Hamilton is in second position, and Max Verstappen is in third. Uh, teams do various setups, uh, trials on Friday, so you have to take the times uh, in hindsight, and you have to put that in perspective. But that could be a, a very, very highly uh, fought challenge between Mercedes and Red Bull again this weekend. Right on. Well, you are the man, Pierre. And now you have to ask me point number six. Oh, well, I was getting, yeah, I, I think that pointing to you is the answer to the question of who is the best dressed player in the NHL. I thought it was you. Uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a player. Thank you so much for your I put kind player words. in air quotes, uh, so like, player. oh, okay, I see. Okay, well, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, this is a, such a high compliment. But actually, actually, the term on the player's poll, Sharon, may be different. I, I, I wrote to you best dressed, but it's most fashionable so oh. that's a bit of a wider concept right yes you're right okay then best dressed so this one is for you which player is the most fashionable in mm. the nhl uh... <laughs> and you'll see and and we well just try and answer because we talked about him the last time we we, we spoke to each other oh you and i I'm, uh, you know there, what? There's, something, there's something you hate about this this oh player. is it really him uh, Mr. Well, mustache? I, Mr. Mustache, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Austin Matthews has been voted by uh, his peers as the most fashionable player in the NHL. Wow. David, David Pasterniak from the, uh, the Boston Bruins is second. And you may know, and you, I think you will agree, a certain P.K. Subban. He is also sassy. Has, yeah, so, uh, so he has, uh, he has uh, position number three. In wow. The well, good so for there, them. One more reason for you to love Austin Matthews. Yeah. You know what? Good for him. He's managed to make that that <laughs> mustache. Is that what you're doing there, Austin? <laughs> He's managed to make that work. So good for him. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But, he, but, but uh, apparently it's not only the mustache. He dresses very well. Oh, well. And he plays well. I guess, yeah. just, I guess <laughs> well, just not well enough in this case. <laughs> 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 well said, uh, but but as a matter of fact, since you opened the door uh, and before I let you go, he actually made the top list of who is the most dangerous goal scorer in the NHL. So he probably likes and and the Leafs 
like especially this category as opposed to the most fashionable category. I'm, I'm sure you're right on that one, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pierre, uh, go Habs, go. And you know what, Sharon? Regardless of what you wear tonight or what you don't wear tonight, or you watch or don't watch, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you'll, you'll, your, your support is going to be important. So go Habs, go, and we'll talk on Monday morning about it. Hey, sounds it. good. Have a great weekend.